The podcast you are listening to is a part of the Between the Lines Studios Network. To find more great podcasts, please visit www.betweenthelinesstudios.com. Welcome to Quadruple Z, a podcast where we watch, read, listen, click, and consume so you don't have to. Hello, everyone. This is Quadruple Z, the podcast where we talk about anything and everything we want to, especially the geeky. My name is Clay, and I am here today with the amazingly geek-tastic singing duo, Paul and Storm. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Good. Good day, Clay. Uh, I'm really thrilled to actually get to talk to you guys today. Uh, I'm really psyched that I was asked to do this. Uh, but I'm going to dive right into questions because I know we've got limited time and there's so much information to get out about what's going on. So sure. For the uninitiated, um, what to, in in a few sentences, uh, what what is the the Paul and Storm experience? What's your elevator pitch? We are a music comedy duo. Uh, we've been writing music together for uh, uh, coming up on two decades. Originally with Da Vinci's Notebook, acapella group with a uh, cultish following, and uh, we are heavy in the geek community. We are co-producers of the nerd variety show Woodstock and co-produce the Joko Cruise Crazy with Jonathan Colton, among other things. Fantastic. Now, before we dive into the music part of this, I just want to say uh, I've been following you on Twitter forever, and nothing brightens my day more than an insane Twitter fest with you guys. <laughs> um, have you found Twitter to be something useful to to promoting what you do and how you do it? Twitter has changed our lives Uh in a, in a big way. A lot of the things that we've done really grew out of just having fun on Twitter and then teaming up with people that we've become friends with first on Twitter. And then when you see them in real life, you realize, wow, you're just as awesome in person as you are uh, goofing around on Twitter. So it's definitely had a big impact. Yeah, it is. It's basically uh, in the last five years uh, taken over as our main interaction point with our fans. I mean, we spend some time on Facebook as well, and we spend some time on our website, but really, uh, as far as the, the, the largest direct base of, of, of getting info and interact, getting info to and interacting with our fan base, uh, Twitter, Twitter is our main point of entry at this point. Fantastic. Now, if I remember correctly, that's actually how you guys hooked up with Will Wheaton, correct? That's a little more complicated. We... Uh, Adam Savage was was a Twitter thing. Oh, right, right, right. It's it, yeah. it all starts to blur when I think about Woodstock in my head. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, well, our contact with Will had more to do with Web 2.0 than uh, than Twitter per se. Well, and speaking of Woodstock, I mean, you guys have done some amazing stuff. Uh, Woodstock with Will, you got George R. R. Martin to smash Storm's guitar. What what's your favorite geeky moment of your career so far? Well, that that one. If it's not it, it's very close. Um, <laughs> maybe the first time we performed with Weird Al Yankovic, that uh, was one of those I can't believe this is happening moments. Yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Uh, I would follow that up uh, with another name drop where we've uh, we we've gotten to become friends with Terry Jones from Monty Python. Oh which yeah, really like it. It's it still doesn't seem real to me, uh, especially that first night where we were just sort of hanging out and having dinner together. And he was just delightful and wonderful and everything you would want him to be having, you know, be, being a young preteen watching, uh, you know, on Friday and, and or Saturday night watching, uh, episodes of Monty Python on PBS. 
back in the 80s, um, did not think we would get to that point where we'd be having Mosaka with him 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, and just looking over and thinking, you made a good part of my brain. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, there's some great examples of folks who are achieving great levels of success doing the things that they love. You guys, Will Wheaton, Chris Hardwick. What What's your favorite part of being a musician? Uh, because it's this really is about the music. Well, it's funny. It started that way, but now it seems like it is about exactly that. Just having fun with all of our different friends that do all of these neat different things and that these universes are just colliding now um, because you you end up linking up with someone online and then thinking, well, well, how can we do something with an author and a musician? And you find a way to do it and, and produce this awesome stuff that just never could have existed uh, before this era. Oh, that's fantastic. So you guys do some amazingly funny geeky songs and and have since the early days of Da Vinci's Notebook, uh, which I remember listening to as I sat on a text-based role-playing game talking to people. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> what, uh, what sort of things do you guys really geek out about? Uh, this is Storm. I really geek out about science fiction, probably more than anything else. Uh, fantasy to a lesser degree. Been really getting much more into tabletop gaming. Um I'd, I'd say those are my my current big geek uh, geek culture uh, core competencies. Uh, yeah, I tend to be um, movie and TV a generalist uh, nerd about you know, movie and TV movies and TV. Excuse me. Uh, in in general, I uh, meaning I sit and I watch a whole lot of television all the time. <laughs> basically, um, yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, uh, you know, Breaking Bad uh, went on a big binge on that. Uh, recently no and that makes me unique in the universe i'm sure being being a breaking bad fan <laughs> well yeah i don't know this breaking bad thing you speak of <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of a how-to show but in reverse yeah yeah it's it, it's <laughs> how it's to like not the, it's the world's <laughs> it's the world's longest episode of how how does this get made it's um, it's how to not box yourself into a comedy career by brian cranston <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes so the whole point that we're here today is is to talk about your new album, Ball Pit, that you guys are funding uh, via Kickstarter. Tell us a little bit about Ball Pit. Ball Pit is the culmination of our work over the last couple of years, where there are some of our better-known songs that haven't been on any CD yet, like the George R. R. Martin song, our George Lucas song, our popular songs. But then we have written a whole bunch of new ones uh, that have, haven't been heard at all. We haven't released any recordings of them. Um, so in order to launch it, to give it a, a bigger voice than just putting the CD out there, we decided, Hey, let's, let's use this awesome Kickstarter thing. The kids are all using to do things like videos. And, um, we're going to make an app at this point, all of these things that are related to the album that can potentially help us make things more fun for our fans and hopefully make some new fans too crowdsourcing uh, or crowdfunding things has seems to be extraordinarily successful lately i mean i opened a theater in san francisco thanks to crowdfunding uh, how is your oh, experience great. how's your experience with kickstarter been so far we've been very lucky uh insofar as our kickstarter funded very you know we reached our main goal very early on which which took a lot of the pressure off so well, it added added additional pressures you know again i i don't mean to set up you know it's a very much a first world problem that our <laughs> kickstarter funded so fast that we had to scramble to to keep 
keep up with stretch goals to keep people interested. Um, <laughs> poor but, little us with our success. Poor, yeah, for us. That's but horrible. you know, I mean, at the same time, you know, you you have expectations and hopes, and you try to remain realistic. But you really, you know, the first time you do something like this, we had literally no idea how it would be received. We figured, you know, we have a, a certain core fan base that we knew would greet it enthusiastically, but you you don't really have a sense of what the scale of it is going to be until you just launch the thing. Uh, so it was very nerve wracking developing it. We, we, um, we ended up spending a, a couple months more than we had originally planned, just sort of planning it out and, and putting together the pitch video and making sure we were doing the math correctly behind the scenes so that we weren't going to end up completely screwing ourselves right. uh, by offering all of these, you know, reward items that would cost us more to send out than we were making in the in the uh, Kickstarter, which which people fall prey to. It's very easy to. It, math is hard. Yeah. Math is hard. <laughs> I mean, we did a whole lot of math and we still ended up having to revise things once we had launched the Kickstarter. Uh, but it's just, you know, it's 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 kind of a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing insofar as uh, it, it, it's very democratic. It gives, you know, the ordinary person a lot more access to this type of funding for, for smaller projects and things that would not normally get this degree of attention, right. but also you have to operate a skill set that frankly, a lot of creative people don't have to exercise very often and, or don't have, uh, so you, you really have to be careful of you know you have to guard against being too successful in a way yeah or at least you have to really be ready for it and you have to you know we we talked to a bunch of various friends of ours who had run extremely successful kickstarters just to find out their horror stories and the pitfalls to avoid and that was very helpful to us it sounds like someone should write a uh how to kickstart book Oh, I, I imagine there are many keyboards just clattering away right now <laughs> and an army of consultants right behind them. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the rewards and your stretch goals, because you said you had to come up with a whole bunch of stretch goals. Uh, yeah, well, I'll start and I'll throw it to you, Storm. Sure. Uh, as, as Storm said, we were hoping to give the release of our, our CD a bigger splash and to be able to fund things that independent musicians normally don't have the resources for, like music videos. You know, e Even the cheapest... And most corner cutting of music videos is still an expensive proposition if you want it to look uh, better than something just done on an old, you know, Palm Trio or something. Did they have comp did they have cameras on the Palm Trio? Just yes, they did. my Which Palm made... Trio did. Oh, OK. <laughs> you had the fancy Palm Trio. I had the one with the flip front on it. <laughs> nice. Ooh. You yeah, you were everybody was I'm sure looking at you enviously. As you walked about with your treo and your monocle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so our our initial goal was obviously to, to finish off the CD, which was mostly we I mean you know we would have put it out anyway, but this way it helps fund it so we can bring in a few more guest musicians and get it really well mixed and mastered and things like that. Uh, we also wanted to uh, fund a music video for for what we thought was the most the likeliest sort of potential to go viral, or at least you know the, the most video friendly of of our new songs. Uh, and so we wanted to fund a, a video for that. And we also have a bunch of musician friends that we've made over the past twenty years of performing, and we wanted an excuse to record some cover songs with them. So we funded the first five songs of what eventually became a 15-song CD uh, of cover song collaborations with a bunch of friends of ours like Jonathan Colton and the Double Clicks and uh, you know, various nerd-friendly and just sort of generally awesome musician-type acts uh, for a CD that we call Extra Balls. 
And then uh, the, the other thing, a couple of years back, we had taken part in a live DVD session, uh, D&D session, excuse me, uh, at PAX Prime and had, had been sort of the musical accompaniment for that session. So we had written a few short little songs to, to go along with different events, like if somebody rolled a critical hit and things like that. And those were received really well. And we wanted, we'd wanted for years to, to develop that into, you know, we, based on feedback we'd gotten from people, you know, I, I would really love that as like a soundboard app or something so I could use it in my own games. And we thought, that's great. And then we looked into how much it costs to develop an app for smartphones. And we said, that's not so great. <laughs> uh, so we wanted to start funding uh, to write more of those songs and hopefully eventually uh, develop them into an app that we could release. And that's totally happening. That has been funded. So we are now in the app business, which we never expected to do, only because of crowdfunding. So you're you're doing a job that you love. You're getting to work with people that you enjoy working with. You yep. are getting overfunded on your projects. Your life is, sounds pretty horrible right now. Oh, it's so terrible. It, you know, everyone must bear their burdens. And we try <laughs> to bear ours as nobly as possible. <laughs> the nice thing is we've basically put on our plates in these three weeks of this campaign enough work to keep us busy for at least the next six months. And that's not even counting the, sort of the, the whole provisioning process, um, like our rewards. Some of them are, they're all fun. Some of them are obviously stuff like the CDs that we're producing. That's available as, as a reward. But then this oddball fun stuff, because why just do a normal reward when we can entertain with them? So we have rewards that, that many people have decided they would like to back, which makes us so happy. For example, um, one called Ball Pit Troubadours, where for a certain price, you will get some of the merchandise. But then we will video record ourselves uh, shouting out your name while in a ball pit. <laughs> There's no reason, you know why that would happen uh, other than it's fun and we have similar um, rewards to that and we have like um, lyric doodles where we or we have some guest artists that we'll have the lyrics written out for our songs and there'll, there'll be doodles all around them so we're doing some of those and our artists for that include uh, Ben Edlund creator of The Tick and many other awesome uh, other awesome sci-fi fantasy and otherwise uh, interesting series uh, I think Adam Coford, uh, Hobotopia, he's doing some, and Ethan Nicole, Axe Cop. Nice. So you'll find a really neat variety of stuff, and we're just so grateful for our to our friends who uh, agreed to help uh, to help us in this in this crazy venture. I, I have to say, reading through the rewards list on your Kickstarter page had me giggling with glee <laughs> through the whole thing. But the the one thing that really caught my attention uh, was the Pollen Stormonomicon. Can you tell oh, me a yes. little bit about that? This is yeah. the current stretch goal we're working towards, uh, and it was a, it was another case of the the kind of thing we thought might be neat, but we had never you know it's nothing like anything we've done before, so we we've never had the the wherewithal to try and go for it. Basically, uh, we are creating an anthology of uh, short, very short stories and writing and illustrations based on and inspired by our, our songs. Uh, to to a degree, we're borrowing a bit from the idea of Jonathan Colton's recent uh, Kickstarter of of where they made a, a graphic novel based on a bunch of characters from his songs, uh, and and we thought it was adaptable to what we're doing, and so we gathered, we just made a bunch, sent a bunch of emails and made a bunch of phone calls and got a bunch of great responses. So we're going to have uh, a bunch of authors contributing stories. We don't know what they're going to do, uh, but we think they're going to be awesome people. I, I'm just reading down the list. Uh, James S.A. Corey, 
Lev Grossman, Mary Robin at Coal, Seanan McGuire, Mikey Newman, Pat Rothfuss, John Scalzi, and Scott Sigler are all going to be contributing stories of one sort or another. And then there will also be illustrations by Bill Amen, Scott Johnson, uh, Mary Robin at Coal again, uh, who is also an illustrator. Uh, Len Peralta, Katie Rice, who won the, the first season of Penny Arcade Strip Search earlier this year, uh, Chris Straub, Zach Wiener, Annie Wu, and also drawings from Will Wheaton and Neil Gaiman. <laughs> That's insane. So now, yeah. uh, if you had asked us three weeks ago, or if you'd said to us three weeks ago, by the way, you guys are going to be book publishers, we would have <laughs> laughed at you. And now it's looking, you know, it's hopeful. Uh, we're not there yet, but it's it's looking hopeful, and we hope we get there, uh, that, that we're now going to be publishing an anthology. Well, gentlemen, welcome to your new insane lives. <laughs> Thank you. And we're hoping it gets even more insane. Uh, you may have seen that our ultimate goal, which we're working on the math to revise the total downward to do it. Uh, but we want to go on tour in an ice cream truck giving away ice cream and guacamole. That's... I, I, I did see that. And uh, I have to say uh, my stomach started to growl. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the proper response <laughs> well gentlemen our, our time is nearly up here uh thank you so much for for coming in and er, coming in thanks so much for coming online <laughs> and speaking to us today uh where can we find you on the internet uh well thank you clay you can find us at paulandstorm.com you can find our kickstarter by uh typing in um uh, crowdbanger.com uh, that's, that's, that's based on a spoonerism my, my dad was trying to remember what kickstarter was called and <laughs> and being a dad that was that was the term he came up with what are you doing <laughs> that, that crowdbanger so uh yeah we, we that nobody had crowdbanger.com so a friend bought it for us and gave it to us as a present so it, it points to our kickstarter page okay it's much easier than than actually searching through kickstarter yeah you guys may have just supplanted Will Wheaton as my favorite interview ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Suck it, Wheaton. Yeah. Suck it. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thanks, guys. Uh, good luck on the Kickstarter. I am just about to dive in and add my pledge to the pile. Excellent. All right. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Blake. Have a fantastic afternoon. Thank you, you very too. much. You too. Quadruple C is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send emails to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplec.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0, United States License. Quadruple Z is a podcast about books, CDs, movies, TV, and anything else we love in 15 minutes or less. Be sure to stay subscribed and check out our blog. Stay tuned for more episodes. If you want to get a hold of us, please send email to betweenthelinestudios at gmail.com or visit our website at quadruplez.com and leave a comment. Quadruple Z is released under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivative Work, 3.0 United States License.